you had to do so much to see sex. So once you got it, you were like, I'm watching this. Yeah, it like, was you can't really, stop me. It really, I remember when the L word came out and I was just like, I am going to sneak out of my bed at night, go downstairs, watch TV on the lowest volume. Yes. Because I need to see this. The difference between volume one and like two, two. was like monumental. You're yeah. like, I'm going to wake up the entire, the entire house if home. I do one more click. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. You just heard a little tease of my chat with the wonderful Zach Noe Towers, who's the host of the Sex Advice Show After Hours with Zach Noe Towers on Sirius XM's Netflix is a Joke Radio. I love Zach. He is also an expert on the Vice series Sex Before the Internet, and today's episode... We're going to talk all things sexy, all things TV. Why are people so against sex scenes in movies and television these days? Why is it such a taboo conversation? Zach and I are going to get into all of that after this break. Hello there. It's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. You guys, I am so excited for our guest today. Welcome to TV Club, Zach Noe Towers, one of my favorite comedians, podcast hosts, just all around favorite people in the world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right back at you. I got, I was so excited as I was approaching the serious studios. I was like, I get to see Ashley. Uh, yes. I truly was like, we have to make this happen. And now during the strike, when basically all the TV is off, I'm like, I'm just going to have the people that I think are funny. Come on. <laughs> please, please, please. And I love all the work you do. My, my goal one day is to create a TV show that you eviscerate on Twitter. Uh. <laughs> you know, I, I think someday I will praise a show I, you make I, on Twitter. I love that too. And I think it'll probably be the raunchiest, sexiest show that ever gets put on television. Oh, you're from your lips to God's ears. Is that the saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think actually they should do like a queerest folk like reboot, but kind of like in just like that with the original cast and you should write and show run and direct it. I fucking love that. There's a friend who's been like approached about doing a show that they want to call sluts and it's Ooh. like queer sex workers. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in that brainstorm sesh. I'm like throwing my ideas. I'm, I'm so yes, I think, I think we're cooking. We're like yeah. moving towards that. It just, TV needs more sluts. They, it does. It's a, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into all of these there's just so much right now where people are shocked by by sex on television it's like where have all of these puritans come from uh there was a tweet this week that went somewhat viral where someone was defending sex scenes in movies and they were like sex scenes help make a movie it's part of the art of it it helps tell the story they're so necessary and all of these people who are in their 20s like fully 25 year olds were like no Sex is never needed in a movie. It's just a way to sexualize the culture and to sexualize situations. And there's no reason why you can't just skip past a sex scene and just show them in the bed afterwards. I don't understand. We are we are a sex driven 
species. Yeah. Like we wake up in the morning for the most part, a lot of us like wired to kind of like seek out like that pleasure or that reproduction or that thing. It's why we get all these fine, like shiny jobs and stuff. We're like, look yeah. at me. I can provide for you, fuck boy. Yeah, I'm you know? sexy. Yes. Like you're into it. Yes. And all of a sudden there's like this backlash where people are just like, why does this have to have sex? Why? I don't want to see this with, I like if it has sex in it and I'm sitting with my parents, what's going to happen? I mean, I hate to break it to you. Your parents have fucked at yeah, least once. At least one time. Um, I do think, okay, I have a theory, I guess, with the younger generation. Have you ever heard the statistic that most sex between younger people is happening virtually? Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. kind of part of it. They're not used to the intimacy they're of not. it all. It's so odd. And also they're losing their virginities way later. Like most of them aren't even having their first relationships until they're like 25, 26. And I, right? And I look back at my life and I'm like, I was fully dating at like 14. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Meeting at the ice skating rink. Like meeting. Yeah, going yeah, to the, the movies. Bowling. Like, yes. Like talking to my friends about the bases. Yes. That was what we did at 16. And now the kids are just like, that is something you don't talk about until your brain is fully developed at 25. <laughs> that is so strange. And it, that actually kind of breaks my heart because like. I understand not wanting to sexualize people that don't want to be sexualized, maybe. And I understand, like, we don't maybe want, like, big titty blonde girls selling us beer all the time. Yeah. But there's a happy medium in the art of television and film where it's like, this is a huge part of your day-to-day -day life. Like, yeah. you, we should be able to see it and it not be so, like, <gasps> like oh, no. gasp. Like, yeah. goodness gracious. And for me, I think it's just another way to learn about characters. Seeing how two characters have sex tells you about their dynamic, what they're into about each other. You learn so much from it. And these kids today, they don't want any of it. They are just like, it's totally inappropriate, especially if you're under 18. Fucking prudes. prudes. Fucking prudes. Now, we, do we sound like boomers for like I think we kind of do. these yeah. days? Don't want to fuck anymore. Right? I, every time I do, they're just like, okay, you boomer. Like, And they're like, stop calling us puritines. And I'm like, but you kind of you are. Like, you guys are freaking out about like sex scenes. And there's just this... And part of it is good, right? Like, yes, I love that they speak up about sexual assault and violence and they are happy to call those things out. But just nobody can be normal on the Internet now with sex. And that's wild because you were in a documentary called Sex Before the Internet. Yeah. Which I absolutely loved. It was on Vice. Watched every single episode. Same. Uh, features. Oh, oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> you watched every episode. Did you? <laughs> Every single one. Yes. So I, you, you were interviewed for it. I watched the promos. <laughs> I don't think I have access to Vice. Can I say that? It's really hard to get okay, Vice stuff. Thank it you. is. Thank you. It is. The only way I know to do it is to pay for Hulu with live TV. And it's okay. like $90 a month. Yeah, geez. And that's the only way you get Vice shows. Or you like... If you download the Vice app and show them you have a cable plan, you can, like, watch it that way. So if your parents have a cable plan, you can log into Vice. <laughs> or, like, cross the troll bridge and answer yeah. three limericks. It is so hard to watch their shows. And so <laughs> I am the only one who's ever watching them. I'm just like, so you guys see, like, Dark Side of Comedy? And everyone's just like, no. no. How would you what, even? What are you talking about? If they were smart, they would honestly release it in one-minute TikToks. Yeah. All of them. All of just it. Just 
put it out there. People on TikTok love this type because it's basically the the kind of renewal of the like VH1 I love the 80s I love the 90s style TV yeah. where they're just like let's have a bunch of talking heads talk about sex before the internet and phone sex and all this <laughs> stuff that people want to know about Yes, but then they put it on Vice where people cannot find it without also also they have like legit people like I'm one of the goofy clown commentators they have but they have like legit like sex workers from that day and age like yes. creators like critics like they have like real historians historians and yes, I'm just yes. like I love dicks <laughs> now then before the internet after it's like the internet. you Lunell Nikki Glazer, yeah. I think who are just like there to be really funny and you are <laughs> uh, when you watch it you're gonna love it when you it is such a funny show I I loved it because I feel like I came of age during that period where it's like I didn't really start getting online until like fifth, sixth grade. That's so almost the exact same. And it was yeah. like with friends often, like at a friend's house, you'd like dial up and go online and like maybe look for like boobs or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you would just be like, oh, like the Playboy page. But yes. you couldn't like get past it. Yes. You see like the front page of Playboy.com. Totally. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. Whoa. Do sex.com. <laughs> and it was just like the most, I don't know. Rudimentary. Was, just rudimentary childish way to do it. And then watching sex before the internet and just seeing people be like, I would just make do with scrambled TV porn. <laughs> Yet the Spice Channel. This, yeah, the Spice Channel. There's people talk. There's a whole episode about like phone sex work, which I feel like is making a comeback. Is it? It kind of is. Maybe that's pandemic related too. Right? Because people needed intimacy and they also needed not to die from yeah. breathing into someone's mouth. And I still, I think like the webcam dynamic is very intimate. Like I think there are some people oh. who just, they get it on via phone. That's what they're into. Ah. Uh. The good old days. The good old days. The, good old, the kids don't know anything about it. You know, do you miss um, like the structure of like, oh, I'm having internet time like here and then I go off and live yeah. in the world. And I go, yeah. I kind of wish we had that. I miss that again. separation. Yes. I do. Like, you set I, your away message and you go. Away message and you go. And you're truly away. And you come back and you're like, oh, I have messages. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> like, people, someone's mad at me. Yeah, I actually left messages. Or is this person's away message about me? Yes. Oh, my gosh. The I would get. Bean lyric. And yeah. you're like, that has to be about me. It has me. to be about me. This bitch is sub <laughs> or sub messaging me. Away. Like. I truly would, my crush, if, like, anything that was a song lyric, I would just be like, he has feelings for oh me. Oh, my God. Like, the reason he posted these Sum 41 lyrics are <laughs> because of me, clearly. But, you know, okay, so Sex Before the Internet, yeah. a lot of it also is about people using movies, TV shows, to kind of understand and define their own sexuality. What are some of the big scenes in movies or TV shows that you remember just kind of, like, shaping your sexuality? Oh, God, that is a wonderful question. I definitely sexualize every Everything from like Disney princes. I mean, like Prince Eric, Aladdin. Like, I wanted to see what was going on behind those flowy pants. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, queer as folk. Definitely like I was like uh video cassette to DVD blockbuster rental. Like I saw it go from video cassettes to DVDs, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think I was renting like VHS of Queer as Folk when I was like in middle school, maybe. Yeah. And watching that with a friend that 
we neither one of us said we were gay, but we were like, this is supposed to be a really great show. Like this, <laughs> critics are saying this is a yeah. really good show. That's like, how I watched that in the L word. I was just like, oh, the the critics are. The, so this is much I watched mean, television. I've it's heard. very dramatic. Yeah, and like ahead of its time. Yeah, it's, it's very artistic. <laughs> and then the whole time I'm like, no, I want to see Brian like fuck someone in a nightclub. Oh my god. And I kind of okay, you know the twink from. Oh, yeah, yeah. He and I did musical theater together in St. Louis. I was a kid. He was like a college age. And he like left the show, the musical, to do Queer as Folk, which I thought was very cool. But yeah, so Queer as Folk scenes, um, I guess Sex in the City was kind of a formative moment. But Sex in the City also did it in like a silly way that made it very approachable, which I think is as, as important as like serious sex is in TV and film. I love to see kind of wacky sex too. Yeah. Because it just makes it more like, this is not a big deal. Like, right. It's like, happen. Just, you know, yeah. Like sometimes you're going to date a guy who maybe wants to pee on you. Yes! I, it just That's, that's life. That's yes! dating. Be comfortable with it. Are you watching and just like that? I, okay. I tried to watch the first episode okay. oh, and wow. I it didn't like it didn't latch. You have to try again. I have to push through. You have to push through because okay. it is it is like my mana from heaven at this point. Like I, <laughs> the joy of my week is just a new episode of In Just Like That. Like they, I think they need to air it every day like a soap opera. Like the finale is this week and I don't know what I'm what gonna, gonna do, do without that show. Does it feel like the episodes are being thrown together daily? When you say like daily soap opera, like, does it feel like they're like, fuck it, we'll just get it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. But in the best way, sure. where they're just kind of like, you know, it would be funny in this one. Let's just like have Miranda get eaten out by Che and then get like locked out of her building naked. What a hijink. And you're just like, that's okay. still happening. That's amazing. Well, it, there's so much to say about Che and Miranda. That, Comedy concert. Comedy concert. Basically, this whole second season, Che's show has like blown up. They're going out to LA to film a pilot. Mm. And obviously, they bring Miranda with. Yes. And on set, Miranda's in the audience, which is a little like, okay, Miranda's your girlfriend. You didn't get her Back. in your green room. She's, not, she's just like watching the monitors she's with literally, like people. Yeah, like literally, just in the audience, comes in with like the studio audience. Oh my God. With like the warm up comic, with the throwing yeah, bologna sandwiches with at the them. warm up comic. And I'm just like, okay, Che, that's a little sketch. And then Miranda sneaks. <laughs> Sneaks her phone in because her son is having like a panic attack because his girlfriend broke up with him. So she brings her phone with her because she's so worried. And the phone goes off (gasps) during Che's big monologue. And this is this is like the big Che she's been calling. They've been calling it the family scene. They're like, this okay, is... okay, the family scene, the family scene. Yeah, the family, the family scene. scene. We have to get the family scene have, right. Yeah. Like, it has and to be Chase perfect. And then just like, just is just like, Miranda, you ruined the family scene. And it is, <laughs> I rewound just that line and I say it all the time in my head. I mess something up and I'm like, ruin the family, family scene. scene. Fuck. Ruin the family scene. And it is just, I, it, and it's, as a comic, I would love to hear, like, you need to watch it because I want to know your opinion. Because so much of it is them being like, well, Chase is a stand-up. That's why they're a shitty actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's truly them just being like, and you know, stand-up comics can't act. They suck. They're mentally they, ill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just them constantly being like, Che, you suck. Like, you can't act. Why don't you just go back to your stand-up career? Did they break up over the family scene? It was the family scene and then a few other things. Mostly, like... Che turned out to actually be married to a man, but it was like for a green card situation. Okay, okay. But then she brings the guy. 
But then they bring the guy to New York uh-huh. and like they try to have a threesome with like the husband and Miranda and Miranda like breaks her knee almost. No! Trying to do this threesome. And then finally it's just like, this isn't working. Like, let's just break up. <laughs> and then Che also hates themselves because they're just like, my show keeps getting like my show was canceled. My pilot wasn't picked up. Damn, there are these are like all big sitcom like hijink situations. Yeah, but it's sex in the city flavored and it's so good. Okay. And just like as a comic, it is always my dream to tell jokes about an ex and have them be in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even fault Che for that. Have you had people slide into the DMs and be like, is that joke about me? I have. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I'm just like, yeah. Maybe. Like I have a joke about a guy who asked me to come and he asked to come in one of my frying pans. Like his jism? Yes. Wow. Like that was his kink and what he was like into. on the like, like heated? Yes. I <laughs> I just looked to your producer. I was like, are you getting this? Are you are, are you, you getting it? this? Can you believe? I just need the people to know that this exists because it shocked me. But a perfect thing for like a Sex in the City episode. Yeah, perfect. Oh my gosh. Carrie absolutely needs and to then, go out with a pan comer. And then like before they can clean it up, they come over for brunch and someone's cooking, cooking. like everyone's eggs. Oh, yeah. And, and they're like, and Carrie's like, oh, oh no. no. That's, oh my God. I should have told you. And everyone's just like, we didn't know you were dating a pan comer, Carrie. <laughs> uh, but then, you know what? Charlotte would be kind of into it. What? Wait, has Charlotte gotten kinky? Oh my God! You You're need kidding. to watch the new Damn season it. of Angel- okay. okay, Charlotte is the kinkiest, kinkiest slut on the show now. <laughs> no, like at one point, there's an entire plot line where Charlotte is like, "I'm a cum slut, and I love when my husband comes on me." <laughs> what? There's a whole thing where he's like, "There," you see them having sex, and she's like, "Come on me, Harry. It's your birthday. I want to do something special. Come on me," and he like can't. <laughs> And she's like, we need you to do exercises because I like, for me, it's like the fireworks. Like, I need more of it. Is she still doing it in her Charlotte way? Yes. I just like a lot of cum. Yes. She's literally just like, I just like a lot of cum. For me, it's the fireworks after the show. And it's just like. (laughs) That was a great impression. The look to the the sides. It's just me, the coy little. And everyone is just like, oh, my God, Charlotte's. (laughs) <laughs> literally calls herself a cum slut in the show. <laughs> and I was like, this is a new era of of sex in the city. Is this because they had to squeeze the show out of Samantha and like dabble yeah. it onto all of them? Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of those things where Samantha's not there to be the sexual cornerstone. And so they're like, okay, we let's gotta... like, yeah, make Charlotte a little kinky. Like Miranda gets a little kinkier with some stuff sure. a bit, you yeah. know, having threesomes. There's a whole thing with Miranda and like strap on dildos that's like, okay. I'm so glad that actress was comfort. Cynthia Nixon was comfortable being so naked in front oh, of the camera. Really? Oh, yeah. Cynthia's like naked probably every episode this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go, Cynthia. Yeah. Like they're really putting the sex in the city and <laughs> <laughs> into just like that. Yeah. And I'm going to lose myself when that show is gone. Wait, can I ask? Because I know nothing. Did Samantha wind up making a cameo in this? It's in this last episode. Okay. I was like, because that was like, Hinted yeah. at. It's hinted at, and we don't know the premise. All anyone knows is that it's either like a phone call between Samantha and Carrie, okay. or it was shot in a car. Okay. Kim Cattrall just did a thing where she was like, uh, yeah, I went, I shot for two hours, I made a lot of money, and I left the set. Go <laughs> <laughs> like, Kim, honestly. I really don't know yeah. what the rivalry is, but like, I think I'm Team Kim. I'm Team Kim. Like, I'm not, I've never related to Carrie. I mean, isn't that a thing, though, where girls wanted to be Carrie? 
I guess. I always like, thought I'm the Carrie and you all are my backup horse. <laughs> I always was like, Carrie's the boring one. I'm Samantha. I'm cool. <gasps> oh like I'm sexually free. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Where are the Samanthas in Gen Z? Where are they? We need the Samantha. We need the Samantha Gen Z. And that was a conversation where people were like, how come there isn't a Gen Z sex in the city or a Gen Z girls? Why don't we have that today? And it's like, I just don't think Gen Z can be represented by those shows. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. It's like there are Gen Z shows that focus on 20 somethings that are fun, amazing, great and get that experience. But I think if you try to take the sex in the city dynamic and apply it to Gen Z, they would be like, why are you doing that to us? Oh, sex lives of college girls yeah. dabbles in it for sure. Dabbles in it a bit. It's kind of like sex in the city for for kids. And I mean yeah. that in like a PG sort of rated True, sort of way. Exactly. Like I would let my like 15 year old niece watch Yeah, that you're show. like, yeah, they're you're gonna learn a little bit. Yeah, you're not gonna you'll be have fun, you'll scarred. laugh. Yeah, it's not like, you know, it's not gonna there's not gonna be an episode about like golden showers no, or whatever. No. But Sex in the City, I'd be like, maybe wait yeah. until you're in high school. That's when I watched it. Oh, I mean, I watched stuff, man, it was just different in the nineties. You it would really like, was. I think because it was hard like sex people the internet, like you had to do so much to see sex. So once you got it, you were like, I'm watching this. Yeah, it like, was you can't stop me. It really, I remember when the L word came out and I was just like, I am going to sneak out of my bed at night, go downstairs, watch TV on the lowest volume. Yes. Because I need to see this. The difference between volume one and like two, two. was like monumental. You're yeah. like, I'm going to wake up the entire, the entire house if home. I do one more click. And just the second I hear any movement, <gasps> I'm like, last channel button. Last channel yeah, button. <laughs> it's an info. Commercial for like nonstick pants at that plant. Tough pants. pants. <laughs> it's like something like that where I'm just like, oh, oh. yeah, Nick at night. Yeah, mom, I'm just watching little Vernon Shirley. Yeah, at 2 the Munsters is on. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Shot uh, Sex Before the Internet season two, and there used to be like a show, a Playboy channel. Yeah. Okay. And it had like, um, like strip poker game. It was a yeah. guy versus a girl, and like if the guy got a question right, a girl, the girl had to take off a piece of clothing, and he, they would walk each other to a bed and take the piece of clothing off, and it was like from in front of a studio in front audience. Of a studio audience. I couldn't even conceive of that show right now. 
you could not do something like that today. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you couldn't have like a Playboy channel today. Like if someone was like, oh, we're going to make an OnlyFans channel, people would be like, what? Not in, not in my country. Yeah, not here. No. So you're trying to ruin all the children. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think part of it is maybe we're being more sheltered. Uh, People aren't getting the opportunity to engage with things and find things. Like when I was a kid, I remember just like in a live journal finding like Hedwig and the Angry Inch, all of these just like weird sexual movies. And now it's like everything's just streamlined to YouTube and TikTok. That's like how kids are finding things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And so there was this like... (laughs) Big thing with South Park that just happened. Basically, all of these Gen Z people, all these like younger kids and Gen Alpha, you know, I keep saying Gen Z, but at this point, Gen- Generation Alpha is like alphas? 15, 16 at this point. Is that true? Yeah. That makes me like Gen Z. Like we say Gen Z and we're talking about, but Gen Z is like in their 20s at this point. All these people who found out about South Park through TikTok and were like, oh, this is like a funny meme they have about like, you know, Pride <laughs> Month. This is so funny. The show's so funny. I love seeing it on TikTok. And then they started watching the show. From like the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. And there's all these people who are just like, um, I was watching South Park for the first time and they said the F word. Um, (laughs) What's up with this? And then people were genuinely like, "Uh, you guys, they use a lot of slurs on South Park. Oh, my God. How did this show not get canceled? And you're like, yeah, it was a lawless time. Yeah, we're like, you're watching a show from the year 2002. Now South Park like has like a message. It's kind of like there's like a a theme to it or like a yeah. Thing. It used to be like aliens came and probed me and you're gay now. You're yeah, and bad. so now you're, you're gay. gay. Yeah, and it's like uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was, I remember in like middle school and stuff watching that show and being like, this seems like it's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not allowed to watch it. Oh, I like, I think my mom. Yeah, my mom had a blind spot for adult animated shows where she would just kind of be like, oh, it's, it's a, cartoon. a cartoon. It must be for kids. <laughs> Not even Run and Stimpy was for kids. Yeah. Run and Stimpy was a deranged it show. It was a deranged show. And people are like, what is wrong with millennials? It's because we grew up with that Watch stuff. what we watch. Yeah. So, maybe, South Park, wow. Yeah, so maybe the kids have a point. Maybe our generation's <laughs> messed up because we grew up watching this. <laughs> so maybe they're going to be better than us. I, well, God, I hope that, I hope that in general. I hope every generation keeps getting better. But, like, I hope it also doesn't mean that, like, we turn into like a puritanical society and they're doing it from, I think a point of like safety and precaution. Exactly. But there's gotta be like a middle ground. Like, okay. my thought is, And it's so removed also from context because they don't think about the context. They're not learning the context because they didn't watch VH1. I love the nineties. They're not watching vice dark side of the two thousands because they can't get vice. (laughs) So they don't have the context of like, oh, well, when these episodes were airing, George Bush was in office. This country was incredibly conservative. There was this huge like backlash to anything that was diverse after 9-11. Yeah. So like South Park doing an episode about like jihad and all this stuff. Yes, today it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so horrible. But But at the time it was like, like, oh, they're making somewhat of a point. Yeah, they're making a stance. Yeah, they're making a stance and they're using satire and now you're watching it with the satire totally removed. (laughs) Truly, out of context. I I hate when people judge something from like 99 with a 2023 filter. It's like, it just does you can't do that. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I also don't understand why, like, have you been flagged for content ever on? absolutely. Okay. Why can't we just register as 18 up? 18 and up. And then like, Unless you're registered in 18 and up, you can't see. You can't see it. The what, the cleavage or the butt. Like, I've been, like, 
I've been like flagged it's, for like a, a an underwear butt like yeah. crack. It is impossible for me to post content on TikTok. It's I so... every other video I I spend forty something minutes trying to put a TikTok together because I'm old. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it takes forever. And then I spend all this time and then they'll be like, it's sound taken. removed. Yep, they're like sound removed because you said fuck or Meanwhile, like, there are ones with a million likes where they're saying fucking pussy and, and stuff. And all this stuff and like doing like or they'll use their like slang words like on TikTok if you say banana it means penis or like mascara means dick and all this stuff. <laughs> Wait, are those real? Those are real. What are we as a country that we can't even talk openly about these things using the words? Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the same. I feel like it's even worse on Instagram. They hate yes. sex workers. Oh, like- oh, oh. Uh, such a Christian valued. And I, I don't want to say Christian values. It's just like a a a, a very um, prudish yeah. site. It's just, yeah. I, I don't get it. And now all we have is like Twitter slash X. And Threads <laughs> the only is like- one. Threads, you can't, same. You, I, I think I went to post something with like, bitches better be ready to stop. And it's like, we just want to let you know that <laughs> threads like this have been taken down in the past. Yeah, it's like, you your still want to go? Yeah. Like, are you sure? And I it's like, bitches? Yeah, yeah. I'm like saying bitches are the F word. And they're like, are you sure about that? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, let <laughs> so it fly. Are you fully on threads? Have you given up on Twitter? No, or- well, so I, before Elon, I loved Twitter. Toxic as it was. Absolutely. It was still like I could see my sex worker friends. I could post a wildly crazy, you know, scenario or sexy thing. Like I felt very free there. Yeah. With warts and all, I felt very free there. And now since Elon's there, I like, I still visit it, but I don't really tweet. I don't really X. What are people saying? I, I'd still say tweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, screw you. Elon. I'm not calling it X. Are you kidding it me? It just sucks that the one platform where I did feel like, oh, like, like I can really be expressive here. Yeah. Without much backlash. Is the one that I like resent so much. Yeah. Okay. I wish I had that dynamic because I can't say anything on Twitter without backlash happening. Oh. Wha- oh no. I guess from people, yes, but like from the, yeah. the from the institution of Twitter. True. Where true. they're like, Twitter you didn't can't care. Say that. Yeah. 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 Twitter like, like, get in here, Nazis. Yeah. Get everybody. What What do you want to say? And then eventually, they tried to put a little thing up that was like, if you call someone like dumb or directly call them a name, it'll be like. Most people on Twitter don't use this kind of language. Uh, Are you sure you uh, want to call this person a dumb idiot? And I was like, that's all anyone uses Twitter for. This was the nicest way of me saying that. Of me saying that. Like, I'm politely being like, you're a dumb idiot. (laughs) And I loved it. And now it's just like after Elon, there's just so much junk. Just junk and right wing anything. Like... You I you can't post about anything without someone replying and being like, did Hillary Clinton make you post this? Yeah. And also like, fuck off. Like, just just yeah. not like my thing and move on with just your dumb on. life. Like, why are you fighting with me? Like, OK. Like, and how bad like, does the world have to get before people actually use their energy to take down a real threat? To take down the not things that actually matter. Ashley of- Ray being a silly goose on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. And I don't, it just shocks me constantly what people react to on there. Every time I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm just another day closer to getting off of the platform forever. Like, yeah, I just, wait, what is the, what's the marker for you when you get like that huge deal and you're like, yeah, I'll let you know where I'm gonna be. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I think this past week, uh, Iota Berry and Rachel Sennett, they both deleted their Twitters. Yes, and it was like. Good, good job, girls. I'm so proud of you. Have you seen the? Have you seen Bottoms? No, I haven't seen it yet. It uh, looks so, it looks so, funny. so good. I 
am seeing it like opening day in theaters. Good. Because it looks incredible. I think they're both amazing. And for that, that was like the thing is that they're going to be so big. They're, they don't have they're to like, be fuck on it. it. Like they just can be hot on Instagram. If I was Iowa, once like, well, yeah, both of them. It's like the bear and bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. I'd be like, bye. I would have been bye. Yeah. For me, I'm always like, when I get, I, when I like sell that thing, like when I have that deadline article that's like this overall deal, then I'm going to be like, that's the last thing I <laughs> that's post. The, yeah, and I oh, never come back. I love that. Post, pin, <laughs> buy. Post, pin, buy. Wait, are you I'm deleting gone. it or are you just logging out? I think I would just log out. Just because I, I always at this point, I'm always afraid of people impersonating me on all these platforms because oh. there's so many scammers. It's like laughable, but it's also like truly dangerous. Yeah, it's like truly dangerous that it's so easy to impersonate people. Yeah. And with all the dum dums r- running around, people just believe it. So I, I do want to are you so you're not watching Dark Side of the 2000s on Vice either, which mm-hmm. although is it sex based or is it like it's oh, kind of like a mix attacking like Paris Hilton and Britney Spears? Yeah, it's like each episode focuses on a different thing. So the first one was John and Kate plus eight oh. and like really getting into the reality of that show and how horrible it was for the children. Of course. And yeah, which I had no idea about because I didn't watch it. It makes uh, sense, though, because it yeah. was like the beginning of reality TV. Yeah. And it's like kids first of all and then like putting them probably through grueling oh yeah they were filming those kids 24 7 and they finally they interview the kids in the show and they're just like you got used to it like from the age of two I was just always in front of a camera like the camera crew guys were like my family I didn't see how it was weird until I got older and I would be like I don't want to do my homework in front of the camera yeah. I don't want to like do this yeah like go away yeah and Kate like put one of the kids in a mental institution because he didn't want to re- film anymore and so she was and she's like, like that does sound crazy to me if you're, yeah. at, if you're <laughs> you don't out of work actor, uh... that's you're crazy you're literally yeah and he like didn't talk to either of his parents for like two years and John had to like do all this legal stuff to get him out so that one was interesting and then there was one that's just like here's how people were mean to Lindsay Lohan you know and like how people- <laughs> you're not convinced on that one <laughs> well I mean I was you're like I'm mean to Lindsay Lohan well most of it was like people being like Perez Hilton and all these blogs were so mean but like it was the people who wrote the blogs and I was like I remember as a kid being like why are you being so mean yeah, to like, these people this is I mean, talk about a time yeah. where it was okay to be like, look how fat she got. And yeah. she's like real thin. And, and she's really thin. And they show all of that. And then they interview the people who wrote it. And they're just like, well, do I feel bad about it now? Sure. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, that's just like how we did things. what thing. we did. It's just how we did. Part of the culture. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I remember thinking that was wrong. But, okay. <sighs> I don't remember what I, I mean, we were young. Yeah. But like having seen her in like Parent Trap. Like where I, that's where I fell in love with Lindsay oh, Lohan. Yeah. And it, so it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like I was a kid when she was a kid. Yeah. And then they were calling her fire crotch. And there's like a whole segment on that. Like the funniest part of these documentaries is that Vice takes these subjects and <laughs> makes them seem as important as like the Civil War. <laughs> So they're like describing. Sepia tone. Yeah. It's like, truly like slow motion recreations. And they're like, I think we all remember where we were. <laughs> the day Lindsay Lohan got in that car with Paris and Britney. And it's like this slow, dramatic music. And someone's just like, and when I turned and I saw Lindsay walking towards the car, I knew history was about to be made. (laughs) And I said, Lindsay, get in the car. And that was fire. Yeah. And you're just like, it makes me feel so old. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is like, it's well documented, but it's also, it feels like, 
when social media was like blossoming and new. Yeah. I'm like, right, this didn't happen like 10 years ago. This is. I know. I'm always like, what do you mean? This was 20 years ago. 2013 was 10 10 years years ago. ago. And I'm like, what? I'm like, it's just the 2000s right now. Like, we just got to the 2000s. Like, I truly, if you ask me, I'm like, 2003 was like, what? Like, a few before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, (laughs) it was 2003, and now it's 2023. And I watch these shows and I'm just like, is Vice's job right now just to make me, me feel, feel bad? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing? When I mean, you pro- you might watch season two of Sex Before the Internet. <laughs> and if anyone from Vice is watching, I have and I will continue to support. I'll, as long as you post those promos, baby. That's Yeah. Well, you know, they sent me and Lunell to do Good Morning America. Yeah. Which was wildly irresponsible of everyone involved because like we're the two loosest cannons you don't want to it, put us I on was a little live like, TV yeah, I was like you're not going to send like one of the doctors yes send the doctor Nikki Glazer or something yeah and but I mean how did that go Where did it they was, did, it was, was it a lot of rules it was not a cultural fit yeah they <laughs> they were like I said, they're like, what do you think you're going to say to this question? I said, oh, you had to walk 10 miles in the snow just to see a boob. And like, okay, you can't say boob. And I was like, what? You can't say boob on morning television? Well, first of all, I don't want to say boob. Like, it was just what was going to come. But that's the joke. And then I was like, oh, can I even do, instead of sex, should I do this? And they go, no hand motions. And I was like, Okay. And this was right before we went on. So I was just like, I was boring on it, which I hate. I really like, can you even say the name of the show? I know. Can you even say sex before the internet? I, I'm going to be bold and say we all have somewhat of a sex life. Minus, I guess, extremely asexual people who are not into it at all. But like, we all have a sex life. So why aren't we talking about why it Why can't more? we talk about it? And if we continue to make it a shamey, dirty, secretive thing, that's when people feel isolated and alone. Yeah. So it's like, joke about it. Ask your parents. I honestly don't think the birds and the bees conversation should be this horribly upsetting thing for parents to tell their kids. Yeah. And honestly, it just, yeah, it's science. And it like empowers kids to know about themselves and their bodies so they can't be taken advantage of. But, you know, we live, this is our country today. This is our country. This is our country. God bless America. I'm thankful for things like sex before the internet, trying to change that. If people could watch it. My flagged account. You can always try to look at something there for a moment. Yeah. I feel like they would flag everything. Clips from the show even. I'm doing um, my show at Sirius After Hours, which is me and a comic, which you have to do sometime. It's me and a comic talking about sex. Which is actually my next question. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little about about, about your Sirius XM show? After Hours with Zach Noe Towers. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. I Please do. tell us about it. After Hours is me and a comic uh, talking about their sexual journey, sex in TV, sex on, it's a Netflix show. So sex on Netflix, sex in the news. And then we take listener calls for like questions, stories, advice requests. And it's Ooh. just like silly and fun. And like Bob the Drag Queen's been on, uh, Taylor Tomlinson, Dave Merhej, Sabrina Jalees, uh, Seth Toloff. Yeah. It's like, and uh, Mark Norman's coming up. Uh, and it's just like, it's on the SiriusXM app or it's on Channel 93 on every other Thursday. That's amazing. But yeah. yeah. I feel like you're one of the best people to get sex advice from. <gasps> Thank you. I've definitely had a lot of it yeah. and I'm very interested in it. And like, I do feel like, like if we're living a purpose-driven life, I do want to make sex more approachable and conversational and like fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be scary. It's not supposed to make you feel bad. It's not supposed to be like a secret. 
Like we're just you should just be able to talk about it. Yes. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for some sex advice right now. Oh my god. Okay. okay. I didn't plan on this. I'm we're just gonna do it because I. To be clear, I have no actual training. Who cares? It's just life. <laughs> the school of life. I like people ask me to write like advice for polyamorous like dating relationship advice columns, and I'm like, I am not a professional. I have just dated a lot of married couples who make yes, mistakes. You have. So are you their type? Like married couples, uh-huh. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a the unicorn, honestly. I've found out that my type is guys who are already in relationships because like gays Ooh, are yeah. pretty open. Yeah, because I kind of get the boyfriend experience. Yes, but I'm fresh. But I, I'm like new. I'm yeah. shiny. I'm shiny. I'm the fun. Yeah, like go back to your Bye. like yeah, your wife, your whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed with it. I love dating people who have primaries or <laughs> yes, because I just get to be like, oh, we hang out, we go to. And then I'm like, it's 1030. Bye. Get back to your wife and kids. Babe, I'm sleeping alone tonight. Yeah, I like my space, my bed. Me too. It's like my you you fit into my schedule. I see you one day a week, two days a week. But it's not the like, Wait, why do you aren't have you a primary? Uh, I consider myself solo poly. So it's like I have people I date, but I'm always single. Okay, I love that. Yeah. And so I'm seeing someone right now where it's like, I call this person my partner. Okay. But they have a primary. Great. So it is perfect. Great. Yeah. Dude, I just heard solo poly from you for the first time. Uh, and yeah. I think I identify as that. That or I'm seeking to be like a monk who fucks. Like I want enlightenment. Enlightenment. I want to bring yeah. peace and tranquility, but I want to have sex. But still. I want to have sex still. That's, so whatever that is. Yeah. You know, and I think dating in LA is very difficult. Uh I I, I struggled kind of like my first two years here. And then I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to batten down the hatches. <laughs> I'm going to lock in. I'm going to figure this out. And I was I did this project. I was like, I'm going to do 52 first dates and go on a new first date every week of for the a year. year for a year. And I got a month and a half into it, met someone and was like, I never want to date again. Why would I do this? This is horrible. Oh, oh, oh. But you did hit it off with this person. Oh, yeah. I met, I met two people who I like okay. really hit it off with and was like, okay, cool. Actually, I don't ever want to sit with someone and be like, so how many siblings do you have ever again? It can be the worst way yeah. to spend time ever. And it's like, I, there's this thing with like LA egos, I feel like, where people just kind of are like... I do social media for Nickelodeon, so I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, okay. You know, or they're like, I live in LA, so I'm kind of a big deal. And it's like, yeah, we all live we here. We all live here, bitch. We all live here. Calm down. I paid $2,000 rent for, you, for rent, too. Yeah. <laughs> but there was someone I met doing this who I thought was pretty great. Okay. We hit it off. We started seeing each other for a while. And then one day in the bedroom, he was like, look, this is what I'm going to need. Every time. This is what I'm going to require. I don't just like a blowjob. What you have to do is give me a handjob. At the same time, suck on my balls. Mm -hmm. uh, And then also uh, finger me in the ass. All at the same time. Oh, and I was like, "That's not a blowjob. That is first, second, and third shift." Yeah, that that <laughs> that's that's an orchestration. That's honey. a whole thing. That's like a whole. I need. Do I have an assistant? Yeah, I'm like, this is this is difficult. What are we doing here? And I was like, uh, I'm I'm good. I was yeah. like, I don't think it's gonna work. And he was so insulted. He was like, "How dare you? Don't you see how important I am? Like, I oh, I don't like any of that. Right. Like, I deserve that. This is what I'm into. And if you can't hang with it, like, I'll go find 
I don't know, like a Playboy model who wants to do it. I don't know. I, I guarantee she <laughs> doesn't want to do all that stuff either. Right? I was like, who do you think you are? And this was the end of the relationship? Yes, that was the end. I think it's asking a lot. You know what you're worth. You know what your time's worth. Yeah. You know what you're into. So I think there needs to be a solid amount of overlap. Like, if you loved fingering guys, you're like, oh, I get to do this. And oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But like. No, let's let's compromise. Let's put something in your butt, yeah. and then maybe I'll do the ball and, we can and hand work thing. it up, work our way there. But like also, and also on his part, no reciprocation. Oh no 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 yeah. no 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 yeah. no no no. Yeah. I mean, you guys were just looking for different things. Exactly. I'm sure he's gonna find some sub person who wants to like do his laundry and suck his balls and and like work that thing like a bop it. Exactly. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Poke it. Poke it. Turn it. it. Twist it. Lick I, it. Please. As a not expert advice. No, I don't. What would you say? I don't live in lack ever. Yes. So I just know that that person's not for me. Exactly. Because it's the other thing. He said he needed every time. If we're talking once a month, you get your wackadoodle, you know, slap and stick, whatever, (laughs) blowjob. Okay. Like, yeah. Like once a month, like I'll put my bib on and like, let's put it down. Okay. Yeah. But like, no. And he sounds really demanding and he should know that like, I think it's beautiful that he knows what he needs and knows what he wants. Yes. But if you don't find that connects with your heart. No, Let, move we, on. We do not live in fear of there yeah. not being enough guys to jerk off in this town. Exactly. There are plenty of men to jerk off in this town. Yeah. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So I, I did want to ask uh, what you're watching right now. You mentioned to us that you're watching the new Futurama. Yes. How are you feeling about it? So I was late to the Matt Groening. Groen, 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 Groening. Groening. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons as a kid. So like two years ago, I started watching Simpsons from the beginning. And then the next logical thing was to go to Futurama. Oh, yeah. And Futurama, um, I really love Bender a lot, and because he's parallel to me uh, with as Roger from American Dad. Oh yeah, Roger's my favorite character. I think that's ever been absolutely written, ever. He's perfect. And I we did another episode about American Dad. Did you? And, yeah, and Roger and how Roger represents just like the elderly gay man character. Yes. 
Yeah, he's the pervy gay man. Yeah. Cross-dressing. He, he's exactly that. He's like in Palm Springs at a bar yes, right, now, right now at 2 p.m. having yeah. like a, a tequila sunrise yes. or something. Wearing a caftan and yes. just being absolutely decadent about and it. And being inappropriate. Yes. Grabbing people when he shouldn't. But you're like, oh, I could break you in half. Like, yeah. Like, do your you thing. know what? You're fun. Yes. I'll have some yeah. drinks with you. I'll watch you do karaoke. I love it. And he probably does have a heart of gold. He's just yeah. like wildly problematic and you it takes some work to get to that yes but um Futurama I really I love cartoons and I love adult cartoons and I'm enjoying Futurama I don't really look at it with like a magnifying glass yeah but I do think they've done a good job of it feeling like they didn't take 10 years off yeah that's the biggest thing I haven't started the new episodes yet and I kind of was waiting because I was just like I don't know it's like what is the tone gonna be like am I gonna be like why are we doing this now it feels the same See, and that's what I want. Yeah. Because it's I think Futurama is be... one, one of those shows where I'm like, it never should have been canceled. It should have just been on the air the whole time, like The Simpsons. I didn't realize um the and I didn't realize I was watching the last episode of Futurama that it, do you remember the last episode of the first chunk? They like yeah. freeze time on accident and they live like their whole lives. And then like the professor comes and like finds them. And he's like, you'd have to go back to like the beginning. He's like, what do you say? Do you want to do it all again? Oh my god, I'm gonna yeah. do some. It was just such a heartwarming way to end. Th- that show yeah. but they they really picked it up like pretty flawlessly I've forgotten that they took the time off they sound the same I think and uh yeah it's just fun I'm gonna dig in this okay, weekend okay good yeah. I'm so excited I'm excited cause I just did all of the new season of Solar Opposites uh wait when did the new season come out yesterday <gasps> I fucking <laughs> love yesterday Solar Opposites yes. which well if you're listening to this last week it came okay, out but okay. uh there's 11 episodes in this new season it's so good. Are they all out? They're all out. It is such a good episode, like or such a good season. And you know they had to get rid of uh, the guy from Rick and Morty, yeah, uh, Justin Roiland. Le- yes, Justin Roiland. He had to. He did horrible things. They yeah. got rid of him on the show, uh, and to replace him, they hired the British guy from Downton Abbey, like. Matthew Crowley, the one who like comes back from the war and like doesn't have his memory. <laughs> oh my! Uh, fun fact about me: never watched Downton Abbey. It is boring. I miss so the whole. Yeah, it's. I don't even. I look back on that time when I was sitting there, like, oh my god, I can't wait for Downton Abbey. Like, oh goodness, are they gonna get the proper china in time for the <laughs> for the dinner party? Like, that's truly the drama of the show. And I'm like, why did I ever get into it? But honestly, Maggie Smith, like, True, I would watch was the reason Maggie I Smith. Yeah, she was, and the she's snarky, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. She's like the snarky one who's like, I'm never going to get remarried. I love being a rich widow because I finally can do what I want. And you're just like, yeah, okay, Samantha. Yeah, yeah. She's the Samantha of the show. (laughs) But like they bring him in and he they just like don't even address the fact that they're changing the voice actor. They just like have him get hit with a voice ray that changes his voice. And then they all just go, you know what? This voice is better. Let's just go forward with this one. Oh, I love that. And yeah, and they just don't even try to make it a big deal. I it's love just, that. In the first five seconds of the season, they're just like, he's British now, moving on. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's so good. You get all the classics. The Silver Cops are back. The People in the Wall. The which Wall. Is, oh, my favorite Half of one. the, it's so dramatic. I love yes. it. It's so, so good. Meeting insulin. Yeah. Yeah. And it does end on a note that feels very series finale-ish. <gasps> Uh, and we don't know if it's going to get renewed, yeah. but it ends on this note of like, oh, that could be the end of the show. And with all the stuff with Justin Roiland, who I was going to say that must that's got to be a huge 
uh, wrench in the thing. And, like, with Rick and Morty, it was pretty easy for them to move on because, like, Justin hadn't really written on the show in a long time. It was yeah. just, like, replacing a voice actor. And they've been renewed, like, they got renewed already for, like, I don't know, 600 episodes or something. Wow. Like, Adult Swim was just, like, we're renewing the show yeah, like, for 10 seasons. You keep we the lights care. on yeah. for sure. <laughs> so they were just, like, we're replacing him and we're just going to keep moving forward. But he was way more involved with Solar Opposites. Wow. There what a blessing. Is. Yeah. Yeah, is there anything else you're watching? I've been watching Praise PD. Ah, uh, yes. Which I like. We had Anna Dresden on the show Stop. to talk about it. I am obsessed with it. I, I, I love that they drop two episodes a week. Yes. That's very, I, it's I my feel, Friday it's a little meal. Yes, yes exactly. it's my little Friday I treat. Like, I lay like, in bed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, I love Annie Murphy. I think it's one of those things I didn't know she was the lead, but like two minutes in, I was like, this is Annie Murphy from Shit's Creek. Yeah. Like, and I thought that was just kind of and brilliant. Yeah, and she's like very much playing that same yes. character. I Which, love do it. Yeah. And I love every guest actor. John Cho is in it. Yes. They have so many just like random Brian Jordan Alvarez jo- Brian Jordan Alvarez, do you yes. know him? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the voices. Uh yeah, he was in this latest ep. It's just so funny. It's, and I love um cult stuff. Yeah, I, I love cult, cult stuff. stuff. is very interesting. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this sounds so weird. Uh-huh. How is this gonna work? And On now freeform. Yeah, on free form of all things. And I love it. It has such an FX vibe. It does. Like it really does. Yeah. I thought Freeform, Freeform used to be ABC Family. Yes. Is that, so I thought they still had like a family vibe. So they but kind they, of do. And then about four or five years ago, they were like, you know what? Let's try to really target like people in their early 20s, teenagers, sure. and pivot to shows about like a uh, single drunk female, like a yes, girl yes, who drinks yes, and gets yes. sober. And they tried to do like, I think Little Demon, which was another- I loved adult. Little Demon. I loved Little Demon. Loved Little Demon. Is it which, done? Damn it. Like not only did they cancel it, they fully took it off the platform. No. You can't even watch it now. That blows my mind. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza, Dana DeVito, and his real life daughter, And his real life daughter. It was so funny- it was like sexy, had like a cool queer mom character. Yes. And no, they they it's oh, completely taken man. off. Because now Freeform is like, well, we tried doing the like edgy. dark, edgy stuff. It didn't make us money. So let's take all that stuff off of the platform and pivot to Disney appropriate material. I don't really understand the whole let's take it off thing. Unless it's also like a it. tax yeah. thing. But like I'd rather see like, oh, they have such a wide variety of yeah. things. Like get more of us into it. Yeah. But instead, they just take it completely off, which they did with so many animated shows. Um, but yeah, Praise PD, I love. Solar Opposites, I love. I'm so excited to dive back into that. Futurama, Futurama and uh, Praise PD are the two that I get excited that it's like new, new episodes. New episodes. Yeah. 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 Praise PD, every time I'm just like, oh, yes, we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. Wait, are you watching anything? Um, I are you watching anything? <laughs> I'm watching everything. Yes, you are. I or anything that you are obsessed with. Yeah, I mean, Below Deck Down Under has yeah, I just saw your been tweets. yeah killing it this season. Okay, and they brought back Joao, who is one of the like just most controversial bosuns in Below Deck history. Okay. So it's about to get real good this season. Okay, uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, praise PD. Oh, Miracle Workers. Uh, oh, I've never watched it, but I feel like tonally it is my vibe. It's really good. And every season is a different, different time period. Time period. Yeah. And so this new one is like Mad Max the Future. 
And it's so, so funny. It's really good. It's probably my favorite one they've done since the first season. Oh. Uh, but people aren't really talking about it. And it's one of those shows that's like on max, but they'll probably take it off soon. So go check it out. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I just started this documentary on max that premiered called Telemarketers. Oh, uh, which hate them. Yes. And it's about the biggest telemarketing scam company in America. Uh, and it's like this company that was called the Civic Engagement Group. And basically they would say like, oh, we're raising money for police in New Jersey. Do you want to donate? And they'd give 10 percent of the money to the police and keep 90 percent of it. And they open offices like all over the country and they would just hire like high schoolers and people with like records and ex-cons. <laughs> Oh, my God. And this guy who worked there was like, it's so insane working here. I'm going to film it. And it's like truly people doing heroin at their desk, like smoking pot in the office, like just and they're just like 17 year olds and 20 year olds who are like they pay $10 an hour, like who cares, whatever. Uh, And then slowly they try to take down the company. And I love this documentary. It is so wild because it is truly like a 17-year-old boy who dropped out of high school, got a camera, and is just like, so me and my friends are going to go spray spray paint, drink like eight beers, and then we're going to go into the office. (laughs) Wait, and is it their documentary? Yeah, it's their documentary. And they started filming this in like 2004. So the footage is like really old and shows them just truly scamming people, like lying and being like, well, I'm a police officer too. So, you know, 100% of this money is going to go to the cops. Oh my God. So it's on Max. It's really good. Is it um a series or a feature? Uh, it's a series. So it's a four part series. How do you, I, I'm getting a little resentful of series documentaries. Ooh. I feel like they take one little thing and they really milk it. Yeah. And I get a little bit, I get a little bored sometimes when it's a series. Sometimes I love it. Yeah. Sometimes I hate it. I think anything more than four episodes, it's gonna waste time. Yes. Uh, This one is four episodes, so I'm like pretty perfect. Great, great, great. But it all, like the first episode, it was kind of like, okay, you told us everything that happens. Like the company like got sued and they end it. And so it's like, what are these other three episodes even going to (laughs) be? Sure. But they've been good. I've only seen the first one. Oh, my God. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm really like, what else do we cover here? The Murdaugh murder. Yes. That kept me very engaged. That one was And I was good. like, what? Yeah. In and every episode, kind every of. Every episode, you're just like, how could uh, this get crazier? And uh-huh. then next thing you and know, they're like, the dad tries to fake his own death. Yeah. And it's like. Crazy. Okay. Okay. So, Zach, do you have anything else you want to plug? Um, Come see me on tour. I'm doing yes. a tour starting in September through December. Different dates in different cities, but go to ZachNoeyTowers.com. Yeah, get those dates. Yeah. Listen to the podcast yeah. or radio After show. Hours. Yeah, After it's hours. on the app. And, yeah, yeah, listen to it on the app. And also, as we've been saying, if you want to support the actors and writers who are still on strike, anyone in L.A. or New York can join a picket line or drop off food and water. You can also donate money to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. Uh, You can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category when asked. Yeah, we're still on strike. So, hey, help us out. You know, who knows when we'll be back to work. We should pick it together. I went this morning. Yes, I was going to go this morning and then I slept in. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm down to go. Let's go. (laughs) So TV Club, make sure that you are caught up on every show we talked about. Just everything. Uh, Go watch Dark Side of the 2000s, which I've also been enjoying every week. Uh, And then we're getting a second season of Sex Before the Internet. 
Yes. So I'd be like, that's a scoop because I didn't know. I Maybe I wasn't supposed to say it. Well, we'll <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> but you can at least watch the first season, which I absolutely loved. Uh, and, you know, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 